Hello, this is episode 8 of Word Spoken. I'm your host, Henry. Thank you for tuning in. Um, before I tell you a little bit about Sarah Callahan, who's coming onto the show this week, I just want to uh, briefly say please give us a follow on Instagram at Word Spoken Podcast. Head over to YouTube uh, to catch one of the performances you're about to hear. Um, and also, we're going to upload that onto IGTV as well. Um, so yeah, episode eight. Uh, this is going to be the last episode before Christmas. So um, I hope everyone has a lovely Christmas. There's going to be a couple weeks off and then we'll be back kicking into things in January. So don't you worry. So this week we've got Sarah Callahan coming onto the show. I am so excited to get her on. Um, can't even tell you. I first saw her live a year ago. Um, at a So Far Sounds and ever since then I've been a massive fan of her work and I've been following her progress and when she agreed to come on the show I was absolutely buzzing about it so yeah really really glad that she's done that so I'm very very thankful to her um, if you don't already know Sarah is a comedian as well as a spoken word artist um, her work is often a reflection of her everyday life she deals with topics such as childhood trauma heartbreak self-growth Um, She uses pain as fuel to create work that inspires and performances you will not forget. And the three she's about to do for us on the show today are, trust me, they are no exception to that rule. Uh, We get to hear three pieces. How do you feel? Untitled, never lost and numbers. Um, Two of those tracks, the last two are actually part of her EP, which has just come out called Jacob's Ladder, which is out now on all streaming platforms. So make sure you go and check that out. She's also got two books out. Um, and if you want to go and get those, you can head to her website, which is www.sevacallahan.com. So yeah, well worth checking that out. Um, yeah, this is a great episode. Uh, she is a lot of fun to have a conversation with. Um, she also shows shows a lot of love for other poets on the scene and other nights. So I'm going to tag all of you guys in the post to make sure that you can all see that. Um, but this first piece is called How Do You Feel? Through childhood trauma and suppressed emotions, I used to cry oceans so vast in hope that past experiences would drown. Salty pillows never felt good, however many times I turned them over. Even on the up, my mind pulled me down. They say I should call myself a queen, but I can't find my crown. These towns seem to suck colours from me like an emotional hoover. Changing gears constantly in order to survive, you got to manoeuvre. Relationships so toxic, the fumes almost finish me off. You can let yourself die from a broken heart or try and glue back the pieces, but the black dog consumes me whether I like it or not. Pain lingers in moments that I've forgotten, like to surprise me on quiet days when you can hear a pin drop, the clock stops. I wish I had a hand to pull me out of this mess, untangle the cables that fester in my head, switch electricity off by the mains, reboot the thing, it'd be better than the pain, but because it ain't physical, we can't see you. No, 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 you have to have three attempts of suicide before we see you. Well, fuck you. I'm an invisible prisoner, no one can afford the bell. Holes in my boat and rips in my cell No fixed abode, I don't receive any mail Even though I sit and wait for letters that never come Texts that don't come through A father's love that I never knew Eyes tired but the devil doesn't let me sleep Why can't he just love me? Why can't I just love me? Trapped in this purgatory of self-destruct or recovery The struggle is real Not a penny to my name, it makes it harder to heal I'm phantom of the opera out here Masking it all but behind closed doors My head's bouncing off the wall But if you meet me I'm cool He says he loves being in my company. He don't know me. He hasn't seen all the sides that I'm embarrassed to be. Like, if you can handle me on a bad day, then I know you're legit. And if it all goes up in flames, then we can just call it quits. Worries hang heavy on my shoulders, pushing me down into this concrete jungle. On the bright side, it's making me humble. I got reviewed last year saying I'm fame hungry. Are you mental? That is the last thing on my mind. I'm being gentle with it. Anxiety got me locked up for days. I'm moving funny. Ain't losing any weight, but always seem to be running. Billing zoots and bunning. I can feel myself tumbling into something more sinister. Hands blistered from scrabbling to the top. I'm running out of letters to spell out to you the problems that I've got. Repetition is my friend, but every time she speaks, it's not what I've heard before. Occasionally showing me the open door in the hope I get the courage to walk through. Fingers crossed, I hope I do too. For I've not seen the light in so long, but I have faith that it's there. Like, people believe in a God they've never seen, but still live in prayer. I'm scared, but I'm not done yet. With or without him, I'm bigger. They hold the gun, but I control the trigger. No more L's around here, my future says winner. I'll keep walking through hell until the fog becomes clearer. All I need is the light. The fire still burns inside of me, even though it's a flicker. And I ain't tapping out until all of my dreams are delivered.
Sarah Callahan. Hello. Thank you so much for that first piece. No worries. Um, and also thank you for coming down to Word Spoken. Um, that was a really nice piece. That thank was you. that was lovely. Um, do you want to tell us a little bit about that piece? Um, let's just jump straight yeah, on. Yeah, let's I just do want it. to hear about it. It was um, really awesome. I um thank you. I, I, I it was like one of the first sort of poems that I wrote. Um, I was in a really bad place, and I was sort of in that headspace of in this dark cloud, but also like, nah, I'm not letting this beat me, you know? Yeah. And uh, so I wrote it and I actually didn't think I'd be performing it, but then uh, I ended up like learning it because I was just, you know, like you, you, you rewrite stuff and you edit and you read it over and over again. So I was like, well, it's in my head. Mm. I might as well perform it. And then when I started performing it, people just liked it and could really connect to it. So I just kept doing it. Yeah, nice. So look, um, I think as well, what we also uh, should do here is give a bit of a backstory here because you are a comedian as well as a spoken word artist. Mm. So do you want to tell us a little bit about how you started out as a comedian first and then we'll go on to when you got into spoken word um so i uh <laughs> actually just i fell into <laughs> you, you you have a real smile on your face when i asked you that oh question. no it's because i've just been asked it like so many times oh i'm sorry but no no, no it's all cool it's all good because um, summarize it quickly and then we'll just like... <laughs> yeah i just I, I fell into it basically and uh I, I i never like wanted to be a comic in it but i i I actually, I was really depressed when I left school because I had no sense of purpose. I didn't know where I was going. Yeah. And I couldn't find a job. And so I ended up just booking this comedy course as just something to do and something to fill my time and give me a focus. So yeah. did that, finished the course. You did a little showcase at the end. And then um, I wasn't really going to like carry on. But then my teacher, the guy that taught me, he was like, um, I think you should. I think you're good. Maybe yeah. like, here's some open mics. Just hit him up, see how you feel, innit? So uh, I started doing that. And then within six months, I was signed. And then I started getting paid. And then I was like, okay, well, oh, wow. th- this is my job then, isn't it? <laughs> this um, is what I do. Yeah, yeah. And then I had like little jobs and stuff on the side um, up until about five years ago when I went full time with the comedy. And uh, yeah. yeah, it's just been a journey. Ten years later, I'm still here, man. It's yeah. mad. So then what, what led you then to get into spoken word? Depression again, you know, like, <laughs> that's the thing. It's funny, like, yeah. depression's actually done me loads of favours in life I can't ever look bad on it as, uh, back on it as a bad thing but um, <laughs> yeah I was really I, I came out of a really really abusive toxic relationship and mm. I had a few like career knockbacks and stuff and I just fell into this deep hole really and I was just started writing for therapy and uh, yeah. just getting my feelings out it was just a really good way of expressing what I was about because I couldn't afford like actual therapy at the time and uh, yeah and then I just I, start, I, I used to go to a lot of like conscious nights so Wait, um, what's that what so like co- like um, conscious stuff like where people are talking about like the world and like spirituality and mm-hmm. I did like a lot of sound healing classes and meditation and at the end of these sort of like really lovely safe spaces they sometimes do uh, open mic where you can get up and just talk about something or sing a song play an instrument do a poem and um, my mate was like, oh, yeah, she's got a poem. And I'm like, no, nah, I haven't. <laughs> like, I haven't. And everyone's going, yeah, please, this is a safe space, please. We welcome <laughs> you to the stage. We, we Please share with us. And I'm like, oh, I'm not embarrassed to get on stage, innit? It's, it's the content. Like, yeah. I'm not scared of the stage, but I was, it, it's the first time in my life where it's just me and you're so vulnerable. Like, poetry is so vulnerable and it's so different to comedy where you're wearing a mask and everything's a joke and it's like, you know... Yeah, so, so that, that, that was 100% what I wanted to ask you, right, is um, it must must feel a completely, like, separate thing to go Definitely. through when you're a spoken word artist and when you're a comic. So, yeah, would you maybe go into that? Like, why, why, what other aspects of it do you feel are really separated from comedy? Because as you said, when you're on stage and you're being funny, right, you, you wear kind of like an armour. Mm. As you said, you wear like a mask. When you're on stage and the first time you did it, um, you were just being raw, honest, and it was poetry. Mm. What was that experience like for you? It was very strange in terms of the flow. Like when you tell jokes, there's a certain patter that you have um, in mm. terms of the way you speak and um, and the um, comic timing and things like that. So me learning my flow in poetry and, and what how I was going to say it, because there's so many different types of poets, like some rhyme, some don't rhyme, some do fast, some, are, you know what I mean? So mm. I was just like finding my voice in that area. It was really weird. But in terms of the scene, the scene is just, because there's no competition really, you know, and it is all just about love and everyone's super supportive. And there are a lot of, you know, 
I've got a lot of mates in comedy and the comedy scene is great, but I mean, it's very competitive and there's a you know, dark sides of the industry. And But whereas poetry, I felt like I could, I could just relax. I was like, oh, I'm here. Like, I'm, I'm not in competition with anyone. I ain't got a bum lick a promoter to get another gig. Like, it's all just open mic. You can roll up, sign up. There's no hierarchy. And like, even if, even if you're shit, everyone still applauds you and is so nice. Whereas yeah. if, you, if you die at a comedy gig, like... People won't even look look at you after. Like they can't even make any eye contact with you. It must be savage. It's like probably a- yeah. So for me, I think that's why people thought, "Oh, you're so confident already." Because I'm like, this is nothing. <laughs> like this is nothing, man. Like must so, have been a walk in the park. Yeah, compared. yeah. Once I found my voice, it, it has been, and not not to sound arrogant, but it, I think just because I've had ten years of stage time and yeah. in so many different situations, you know, working men's clubs, big theaters, pubs. Um, comedy clubs you know what I mean so for me to go on a stage where there's like 30 people there all just my age all cool all mm. a bit broken but willing to listen I was like wow this is sick <laughs> yeah yeah but it's so good. so when was that first time that you did spoken words um, how like, long have you been doing it like it was about two years ago yes yeah, because yeah. you like <laughs> the you are I don't want to blow smoke at your ass, but you're <laughs> Please, so good <laughs> <laughs> Blow me. Uh, you know, you must know you're bigger. And Thanks, you've only you. been doing it for two years. And mm. that is like mind boggling mm. how, um, yeah, how like far you've come in that time. Mm. Um, I guess what I, what I would want to know really, this is just from a selfish point of view. I just want to know this. What, um, how do you approach the writing process and how does that differ to comedy? Because I imagine with comedy, in fact, I have no idea how you write comedy mm. but how how so how do those two different writing processes vary like what's the difference wow they're like super different man um i'd say with comedy it's always like you start off like with an idea so i'll, have, like, I'll just write notes in my phone and then you go home and you, you develop it um mm. but a joke can be expanded and changed so it's like you'll write the joke you go to a gig it might be funny it might not be yeah or you could change a word or like like i said put, put like um a pause in a certain area to make it funny and that um evolves over time you know number of gigs you go to uh, new material nights and you and you sort of like bed it in and then it becomes this um set that's bulletproof mm. you know what i mean whereas poetry for me i just write it like i literally just just write it i very rarely go back and edit um really so yeah it just comes out and then like, boom. first time that's mm. how it is yeah yeah really? yeah it's mad like <laughs> it's i don't know where it comes from innit? it just comes out and then so it's a lot easier process i must say and and, and right. also just going up there and plus obviously you can like read it from your phone and that's totally acceptable mm, which Whereas, you can't obviously can't do that in comedy <laughs> yeah yeah you know what i mean so it's that like you've got to learn it. it it's just like a way more um harder process that's why you know comedy is such a hard i mean all the creative art forms, I don't think there's a hierarchy, but it's, it's a very hard art form yeah, because, yeah. and you're instantly judged. Like if it's not funny, then you're shit. Whereas it's like a poem, it's it's up for interpretation. Yeah. You know and like also the, I think you only have to tell one bad joke and the room will sink. Yeah, it's hard Whereas to get Whereas if a line in your poem, whatever, doesn't quite hit as hard. Mm. Like the, the room doesn't sink. Mm-hmm. Like, do you know what I mean? Like it doesn't just drop. Exactly. Have you, I mean, this is probably a harsh question. Have you had any really tough nights where something like, maybe you're trying out new stuff and it just didn't work in the comedy scene? Oh my God. Yeah, loads. Yeah. <laughs> loads, man. Fucking hell. Like. What, what like, was your coping mechanism? Oh, what is the way out of that? Well, I've been through stages. Like I was 18 when I come in the game. So it's like, I've sort of grown up in comedy and, you know, matured in on and off stage. So when I, in the beginning, I was very angry. So yeah. I would just shout at the, at the audience, which is what you should never do. <laughs> it just like alienates everyone. Um, and then I went through a stage of just running it into the ground. So it's like, even if they didn't like me, I would just do it, do it, do it. I'm like, fuck it. I'm doing my set. I'm not changing for you. And then now it's like, you have to kind of read the room and, you know, if they're, if they're not really liking the swearing, hold back on the swearing or, you know, if they're not really liking the jokes, if there's a bit of a weird vibe, maybe going to a bit of crowd work. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's all, it, every night is different. It's mad. Yeah. yeah. So when, when you first started doing spoken word, um, what, what were the nights that you went to? Like which, which um, ones did, did boxed you in? Oh, did you? Yeah. yeah did, what did you start there? Yeah, because um, I'm really good mates with Sean Mahoney, actually. Okay. So uh, he was my first ever friend in comedy, my first ever like proper open mic I went to. He was there because he was doing stand up at the time as well. Oh, okay. And I then he kind of button. went back into like killing the poetry scene, and mm. but he's obviously very humorous within his poetry. Yeah. Um, 
And then it was mad because then going into poetry, he was the first person that gave my poetry gig as well. So it's like he always comes back round. It was mad. He came and supported me um my EP launch. He oh, did a yeah. yeah, a support slot and um yeah, it was very it was a beautiful moment. But um yeah, so I used to go there, uh word on the street. Mm. Which is which is stopped running now, I am I right? Is it? Has it? Fisk, I think Fiske said last week that. Oh shit! And maybe I've got that confused That's a with shame. another night, but I've mm. heard. That, but but I've heard that that was like. Oh, it was live. Is, yeah, was. yeah. Uh, Mind of a man. Yeah, I know Fiske very well. Um, yeah. uh, used to go there. Rise up, which is great. He run, runs by a guy called um, Poet Curious, who's sick. Big up. Mm. And um, Madry Millions as well. I like hitting yes. up that place. So we've yeah. been doing a <laughs> chat about this prior to the podcast. Tell us a little bit about that night because that sounds like a very. I've never been myself. Oh, I've heard so about sick. it. It sounds. Sick. Yeah, that, yeah, that, that's the yeah, way to put it. It is. Tell us, tell us a little, a little bit about that night. So, um, it's a band headed by a guy called Rob Major, mm. and uh, it's they basically just play music, and it's just uh, an open mic where there's no sign up. The mics are on, and you can just go up and grab it whenever you like. Yeah, it's a super relaxed vibe. It's not like everyone's like running for the mic. It's like you let people have their time and. Um, it's uh you do your piece and some people that don't do stuff with music it's such an amazing experience that's basically imagine millions was the was the moment i realized right i want to start putting music to my stuff yeah it was such a light bulb moment for me because it's so surreal because obviously the words you're saying are so hard hitting but when you add tones and and different beats behind that it Mm. just elevates it all like so much and uh oh it's just so sick and everyone there's so nice and i end up going to amsterdam with them and performing on the canal in amsterdam yeah it was like that's wicked yeah it was incredible man but and and they're all so supportive and so lovely and uh if you get a chance to go down there get down there is it a monthly thing yes every first sunday of every month i I really want to head down it sounds absolutely the musicians are like so talented man and and also other musicians can get up as well so if you play sax and you just want to jam with the band you can do that and they really encourage you to like um jam with people i did it before i was doing my piece and this bird just got up and started playing saxophone and i was like fuck like it sort of threw me a little bit but then once you get into it it's sick and like rappers go down there and they just freestyle like it's it's it reminds me of like a sort of um like underground new york yeah sort of i'm like scene. imagine like a movie set yeah <laughs> it's like low ceiling like oh it's banging it's banging it's probably, yeah one of, my, one of my most favorite nights oh wicked cool look there's loads i want to ask you about um and i want to talk about your ep which we'll get to in a minute uh but firstly um let's have a little chat about your second piece that you're gonna do Okay. So, uh, talking about putting music to your work, this next piece, well, the next two pieces have music behind. Um, do you want to, yeah, do you, is there a bit of a preamble you want to do to this piece or do you want to jump straight on in? Completely um, your choice. Well, I think it's the most uh, I've ever worked on a track and it was just for fun, really. Um, I wrote the piece and I really liked it and then I thought, because I was around so many musicians and stuff and I was making so many contacts and so many people went to collab with me. Like, I've collabed with so many people this year, which has mm. been amazing and such a good learning thing for me. Um, I was like, all right, fuck it. Let's just chuck in all my resources and let's do it. So I ended up uh, making the beat. My Well, I didn't make it. This guy called Sam Durham, who's my brother-in-law, made, made the beat. Then he played guitar over the top of it and piano. And then I got a guy in to play saxophone. And then I was like, oh, this would be sick with a chorus. So I reached out to this singer that I knew and she wrote a chorus for it. And then so it's like piece piece per piece. We we put it all together. And I was like, fuck, this is like an actual tune. And then after that, I was like, I'm going to make an EP. And then, yeah, it all just came together. So, um, yeah, it's probably the hardest I've ever worked on a, really? on a piece. Yeah, her, her like voice on, on this track is amazing. Oh, my God. Antonia Fender, book her, please. Like she's in, she is like insane. I definitely want to work with her again. Yeah, she's sick. <laughs> Look, well, I cannot wait to hear it uh, on Word Spoken. So I think we just jump straight, straight on in. Yeah, let's do it. Cool. So this is Sarah Callahan with Untitled, Never Lost. found myself in the depths of the darkness fumbling around in the dark I felt the handle of the door and pushed it open feeling the catharsis even with my eyes closed I can see the sparks flying I have no limits possibilities are endless you can't tell me I'm finished I will keep pushing forward until your tortured noise is diminished don't mistake this for arrogance 
It's called confidence. This is exactly what I envisage. Show business is tough. First you're a hotshot, then forgotten about in minutes. It's up to you to keep it fresh. Fuck the critics trying to hang shit reviews around your neck. Your character assassination will not affect my checks because I know who I am. Authentic to the bone. The soul of a punk. I'll flip you the finger whilst eating ice cream cones. I'm a oxymoron. I'm awfully good. I'm a serious joke. I'm suburb. I'm hood. Through my depression, I found love for my art, and that's priceless. Like a pinball machine, I'm pinging everywhere using my creative license. Something that can never be revoked. You can't steal this from me, you can't touch it, so don't approach. I've learnt the power of saying no. I bask in the freedom of letting shit go. Living like an elephant, I don't forget. I remember all the compliments, the good guys, and I definitely remember the bad. It's sad, people take joy from bringing people down. A reflection of their own insecurities, glorified clowns. I thought I was lost, but ironically found myself in the depths of the darkness. Fumbling around in the dark, I felt the handle of the door and pushed it open, feeling the catharsis. I'm happy, it's been such a long time, and all I want to do is help people through the fog and expose the sunshine. I thought the light was from an oncoming train, but it really was the end of the tunnel. I'm here to give you strength, you don't have to crumble. Not preaching, not claiming to have all the answers. But you've got to believe change comes from these chances. Give yourself the chance to feel alive. If I can do it, anybody can. Time is of the essence, I said. Time is of the essence, it's of the essence. So let's just be present and enjoy your ascent into greatness. Feeling weightless, digging deep. We can all be courageous. Cool. Oh, Sarah. <laughs> Whoa. That was uh, um that was really nuts. <laughs> that was that was such a wicked piece. Um look, so that was taken from your EP entitled Jacob's Ladder. Yeah. So um I feel like we've got to talk about your EP now. So mm. let's talk about it because I've been tuning in this past couple of days and it is a banger. Oh, like, thank I'm not you, even man. joking. Thank you. They that are, means like lot. they're all really, really good chats. Tell us a little bit about uh you kind of mentioned it in, you know, just now, but tell us a bit about what led you to making the EP and like what each track kind of means to you. I guess. Um, well, yeah, it was just, it was just about, you know, I'd been like awakened to music and being around all these different musicians and different sorts of poets. And I saw other people doing them and I was like, I can do that. You yeah. know what I mean? It's one of them yeah. ones. I feel like, well, they can do it. I can do it. And I love so many poets that do do stuff to music, you know, like Kate Tempest and Caleb um, Femi and mm. um, uh, all these um, other sorts of artists, obviously George the Poet, and I'm, I was really inspired by all, the, all their stuff. So I was like, okay, let's do it. And, and um, comedy, basically, like every year, well, most most comics, they go to Edinburgh and do an Edinburgh show cause yeah. for the Fringe Festival. So last year, because, you know, at the beginning of that year, I was like really depressed. I was like, do you know what? I'm not having any stress. I'm not going to go Edinburgh. So I wasn't preparing for an Edinburgh show, which usually takes up the, your entire year. Yeah. So I was like, I've got this time in my hands. I'm gigging loads. I might as well do a project to keep me focused. And, you know, it was therapy for me. Um, so I just put it all together and I, I didn't think I'd be able to do it, but I did it. And uh, <laughs> yeah, and it's like probably the best thing I've created this year, man. So with the EP, you also had a launch party, right? Mm. So tell us about how that, I'm so sorry I couldn't come to it. Oh, it's all good, Tell man. us a little bit about how that night went. Oh man, it you don't understand. Amazing. It looked nuts. <laughs> it was... I was oh. so fucking stressed, yeah. Like I, <laughs> like the lead up to it was crazy. Like all the, because I had a live band performing with me, right? Yeah, and, and yeah, there was yeah. four of them: bass player, guitar player, keys, and drums. And obviously, we're all very busy. All got busy lives, so it was really hard to like organize everyone. I, was, I did it all on my own. Like I literally had no help. Like poster, finding all the band, organizing them all, finding the venue, do it, like like everything, right? And um, so I was super stressed. So we actually only have managed to get one rehearsal in what? two weeks, two weeks before the event. So I'm like messaging everyone, like. Try not to be a bitch, but I'm like, I beg all of you, remember your separate bits. Because if everyone has got their shit together and their separate bits, then it's yeah. going to be fine. Yeah. So they were like taking notes during the rehearsal and stuff. And the rehearsal went sick, but I was like, now it's in two weeks. Like, I'm scared that they're going to like go off and like forget bits and whatever. Anyway, mm. So super stressed, like obviously inviting people. I didn't know who, who's going to come. I used my mate's uh, warehouse in Tottenham, uh, which was a super cool venue, man. Yeah, and, and like the photos and stuff look nice. Yeah, it was sick. And um. So that was really handy. Um, and 
So I was just like scared no one's going to come. Like whenever, yeah. you know, whenever you put a show on, you're like, oh, no one's going to come. And so I was stressed about that. And then we, sorry, that's the wine. <laughs> <laughs> the red wine is coming back up. I'm just it? a normal person, guy. Um, so, uh, Relatable, I like it. <laughs> yeah. So, so we, we got in, we, we had like a sort of like warm up rehearsal and stuff. And it, I, I started to get like more relaxed. And then my support act game, I had, um, Sky God, Amari Daniel, who's mm. fucking amazing. Black score. Black score. Yeah, he was sick. And uh, Sean Mahoney. So, like, then they, they they came and I was like, right, cool. And there's maybe about 20 people there, which for me is not really good enough. But time was ticking. I was thinking, fuck, like, we're just going to have to go. We're just going to have to start it. Yeah. So we started it and um, all good. And then, like, they were, like, smashing it. Everyone was, like, really supportive, really nice. We had all these sofas laid out and then people sitting on, um, like, pillows and stuff at the front and standing at the back. And there was, like, everyone sort of dotted around. Anyway, I'm sitting there, like, biting my fingernails, thinking, oh, this is... I wanted this room to be packed. Like, it just... I'm such a perfectionist and it wasn't going the way that I wanted it to. And then I was getting nervous. Like, my mum was there and shit. And a load of comics turned up to watch me, which is, again, really nerve-wracking. And anyway, my mate tapped me on the shoulder... And I turned around and the whole room was full. I don't know how they'd yes. all just like came, like they were just like filtered in slowly, slowly. Uh. And I was like, fuck. And it was just like rammed. I couldn't believe it. And I only knew about a quarter, quarter of the people that were there. So it was all just word of mouth and different people that had like heard about it and friends of friends and whatever. So I was like, shit, right, game on. I've got to really fucking step up like, and do a good performance now. And then we had a little break after support acts and I came back and... um Oh my god! It was I was just it was just magical what happened, yeah. man. It was just it was it was amazing. The love was just insane, and people really dug what I was doing. And yeah, it was nice. It was probably yeah the highlight of my year for sure. What like would you say then? Because um, I've obviously had a chat with lots of poets on the scene and stuff, and not everyone has yet put their stuff to music and mm. put an e- EP out. Um, what what is the hardest thing about it? Like what what was the biggest challenge for you? Oh, just organising everyone, man. Yeah. Messaging, waiting for messages back. Um, obviously, I had to pay everyone as well. So that's financially quite straining. And, mm. you know, I'm constantly gigging and constantly working and stuff. So, I, And it's all coming out of my own pocket. You know, a few favours, a few mates rates. But, you know, I spent a fuckload of money this year on artists. And I, and I feel like it, it's not been to waste. Yeah. But yeah. that's, yeah, it's definitely a, a thing that stresses me out. And yeah, it's just, yeah, communication, man. And most of the people on my team are quite good at it. But it's, I get so stressed, man, when people don't like message back in like two days. I'm like, fucking come on. You know what I mean? Because I, I just get really stressed. So I would say that's definitely the hardest. Like, I can't wait to get to a stage where, because I've got an agent in comedy. Um, I can't right. wait to get an agent in this side of things just to kind of take that load off me because it it stops me from focusing on what I'm doing and, you know, rehearsing and practicing because I need to just focus on me. And if I'm trying to delegate all these jobs and all these different things, it's, yeah. it's really hard, man. So, yeah, I'd say that's probably the toughest. So, yeah, aspect. so I guess in your kind of poetry side of things, you're very much like a one-man band a, a bit with all of that. Yeah. That must be yeah, it's, that um, must be pretty intense. I don't think people understand, like, how much fucking work I've put in and, like, it yeah. was, um, and what's gone on behind the scenes and... Plus gigging, plus traveling all over the country doing shows, plus dealing with my own mental health. It, it, it was it was a lot. It was a lot, and I I'm I'm I can't believe I got through it really. <laughs> but then again, it's been a really good focus for me because I'm starting proper th- therapy in in January, and um, I feel like yeah, it would have been a different story this entire year if I didn't have these things to keep me focused and keep, yeah. keep me pushing forward. So, and I've created you know I've got two books out and an EP, so it's. Not, been a good year yeah. <laughs> wait were like both those books in this year uh, uh one last year one this year oh, one last, oh, uh, nice. but it's part of a trilogy so the third one will come out next year oh yeah. hello yeah like it <laughs> um yeah so look um i guess my next kind of question then is you've you've basically done this as like a one one man band that's very very impressive Thanks. like that's absolutely <laughs> mental what um what advice would you give yourself starting out in uh spoken word or do you feel like you've pretty much done it the way you wanted to do it yeah i've pretty much yeah yeah i guess um, i guess because you had the background with comedy yeah. right? you kind of uh, set up for yeah i had a lot of wisdom from different various mistakes i'd made in my comedy journey and yeah. stuff and just uh yeah just main things you know um that i did which i would tell anyone else to do if they were coming it's just network be nice to everyone chit chat Mm. to everyone um you know just gig all the time always be seen be very present on social media and uh just write all the time and just you know learn and get out there basically but the biggest thing for me has been networking i I wouldn't have been able to put the, the ep together if i hadn't done all that and 
it's not even like it needs to be fake. Like all the people that I work with are genuine friends and, and it's been amazing, you know? Yeah, that that is something I've kind of seen really is that the um, scene itself is an amazing place to mm. net, like network. You meet people from all different walks of life, yeah. all like, you know, there's loads of different skills that people have. Everyone brings their own thing. Mm. And because it's in that place where everyone's very supportive of one another, you're all opening up your hearts each night in yeah, front, on a microphone. In front super of them. vulnerable. People, super, yeah. And like people really do support one another. And mm. I guess when it comes to something like launching your own EP, that's something that you later then end up really n- like needing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which, which is really good. Is that, is that, is that something that, isn't really the case in the comedy oh world. Oh my God, for sure, man. Yeah. Like, it's fucking mad. Like, everyone just puts on an act. Like, even off stage, it's like, there's been times where, like, I've, like, not liked a certain person for years. I've always been like, oh, that guy's on the bill. Fuck that guy, man. And then we'll go, because I do a lot of music festivals. So yeah. you'll end up, um, so, you know, you only really get to know comics if you stay after a drink, which is always hard for me because I live in West London. And also I'm like... I want to go home to bed, man. I'm not fucking sitting around with a load of comedians having a drink. Um, music festivals are when you travel away, like when you, when you do a tour or you're somewhere where you're in a hotel for three days where it's like you have to hang out. You know, you've got yeah. to get food together. You've got to have a drink together because you're only just going back to the hotel. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, there's been comedians that I'd, I'd, I've never really liked um, for various reasons. And then we'll get like off nut together, like either at a festival or like we'll stay after a gig and have a few drinks. And then you start learning about them. And I'm like, Oh, actually, you're like, you're a really nice person. Yeah. But, it's cause of, but I, I've had it with me as well. I've had it so many times that people said to me, oh, you're, you're actually like sound. I'm like, well, yeah. Like, mm. but you just don't know how you're being perceived. You know, if I go to a gig, boom, 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 and then I shoot, people are like, you know, you don't know what people's opinion yeah. of you is. So um, now since being like that and having so many re- re- revelations with comedians and I've even said to them I was like fucking hell man I used to hate you back in the day and they were like really I'm like yeah but you're and now we're like really good mates we can laugh about it like knowing that and going on the poetry scene where um, everyone is just instantly so transparent instantly so vulnerable like yeah. they tell their stories there's no hidden agenda there's no um, like fakeness at all I'm transferring that into comedy now which is beautiful because now I'm just I'm being more open with comics. So right, I'm making yeah. more friends on that scene. Even though I've been in the game for 10 years, a lot of people know me, but now they're getting closer to me because I'm exposing more of myself. And that was the scariest thing about the transition um, um, into the, the other side was mm. I was scared because I've built up this reputation on the circuit as this like hard girl, like, <laughs> you know, and now they're seeing all these different aspects and I was so scared, but actually a lot of them have reached out to me and messaged me or talked to me in, in person and said, it's beautiful because now I feel like I'm getting to know you all over again. It's, yeah. it's, and it's so nice. So um, it's just been such, when a lot, a lot of people overuse the term like journey, but for me this year has been an incredible journey yeah. in so many different, creatively, personally, spiritually, professionally. Um, it's insane. It's been mad. And you also travel around the country a lot, right? Mm-hmm. You, you go pretty much everywhere. Mm. So how, 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 how often are you traveling out, like out of London and like go into the corners of oh the like, all the time all the time that must like, be that yeah, must Leamington be Spa fucking Kettering Corby, Corby um, Manchester Liverpool like everywhere man I'm in Budapest this weekend isn't oh, it? Yeah. Like, yeah yeah doing what? gigs out there and oh, yeah. Um, yeah all over the place it's mad like sometimes you go to a place I'm like I have never heard of this place <laughs> in my fucking life like uh, yeah Wales like everywhere man I go to Scotland a lot obviously and um, yeah yeah it's uh, so um, do you hate traveling or can you kind of like are you are you used to it now i don't yeah i'm used to it i'm just used to it i don't mind it depends what gig it is and where it is if it's like yeah. long to get to like five trains you know what i mean i'm just like oh, for fuck's sake <laughs> but like if you're on like a really good bill like like all the acts are like your mates like and then you're excited you're like oh, i can't wait to get there and hang out with these guys or um or if it's certain gigs where you always get treated nicely like the stand in newcastle i love going down there oh yeah um because they give you you stay into a really nice hotel which is next door so you don't have to walk far and like the staff are lovely the gigs are always lovely it's it's good money and um like they feed you and stuff like that and it's usually decent bills and shit so it's like gigs like that i don't mind traveling all the way to newcastle yeah because it's it's worth it you know what i mean yeah but yeah i'm just used to it man it doesn't really phase me anymore <laughs> <laughs> i bet you're used to it which like music festivals have you done fucking hell um i've done loads um lost village festival i've done oh, yeah. kendall calling i've done best of all um I've done Llama Tree. How have you uh, done? Latitude. I've done that. Twice. Glastonbury. 
No, that is right. my aim for 2020. It's on my vision board. I'm <laughs> fucking there, bro. I'm, I, I'm, I'm not joking. I you. couldn't get one this year. I was trying through the mm. coach things, through the whatever. Couldn't get one. And someone told me the other, the other week, whatever. It's like, you know that there's like a kind of an open mic kind of thing with spoken word artists mm-hmm. and you can send in your stuff. Yeah, and I, if I you applied get on the bill, what I didn't know about that. Why didn't it's, know about yeah, that? Yeah, it's hard, man. I don't know. I even I even applied for the. Uh, sure, I was, I was trying. I was trying to be cheeky. I applied for their. Um, they've got the. Um, what's it called? Undiscovered something. Glastonbury something. Yeah, but it's for like singers, really. So yeah. I applied for that. I was like, well, if I bring go there with my band, then maybe we can like sneak in like that way. <laughs> but yeah, I never I never heard back from that. But I'm just trying to. Um, try and build up my following and just go and like get booked like actually booked for it but we'll yeah. see I've got my yeah I've got my eyes set on either next year or the year it's after it's gotta happen did not it hopefully man yeah. have like you ever been there as like just as a yeah I went, yeah I went there as a punter in 2014 best, yeah it was, I mean a lot of fucking people in there <laughs> <laughs> I was I was because I, I love music in it so I was a yeah. bit pissed off that like you have to sacrifice certain bands because you just literally won't make it to the stage in totally. time it's mental, so, it's, isn't it? so that annoyed me because I'm like well it's a music festival and I'm actually not getting what I want out of it musically yeah. like I could go to any field and do drugs in it like <laughs> so I was like that was the only other thing that annoyed me but in terms of the vibe and like what it stands for and everything oh amazing yeah ne- it is next level yeah, yeah yeah. well look hopefully you're there this year performing fingers crossed next year uh, whenever it yeah, is because it, it, it's the 50th anniversary is it this year 2020 next next year big 50th anniversary it's gonna be oh diana ross is on the Sunday night <laughs> i'm like i was I'm there like, dolly parton was there when i was there she was mad i'm like a disco whore so oh, yeah. like diana ross on a sunday night oh, amazing literally sign me up oh, tell you oh. what though you can watch watch the highlights i, that's, I, that's, I always <laughs> do but I, do you know what i watch it with so much pain mm. i watch it and like if i i normally know a couple of people there and i'll just I, I almost can't watch it live. I have to watch it afterwards. Yeah, yeah. It's painful. It's painful. <laughs> That's cool you're into Diana Ross, yeah. <laughs> All right, That's she's it. fucking yeah. the best. Look, uh, time is flying by. And I want to uh, briefly, well, not briefly, I want to chat about your third piece. Mm. So, I've got it down. Numbers, right, yeah, numbers. So, uh, this piece, you know what, I actually don't think I've told you this, but I saw you at SoFar Sounds. I've realised this since. Mm about a year ago mm. and you performed this piece I think I'm pretty sure because when I when you sent it when I sent me the clip or when I listened to your EP I was like ah mm. yeah um, this is a really amazing piece why did you choose it last I think I know the answer but I just it's, from uh, your point of view uh, it's my most probably well known yeah. uh, one that I do and just in terms of um, like wordsmithery is that a word mm. um like it's just very like it's clever like all the different um uh, maths um terminology like that's in it so i i like it because none of my none of my other pieces like that it's yeah. more just like my feelings and whatever there's not much like thought in terms of the actual words like a lot of the flow poets they're such amazing wordsmiths yeah. their manipulation of phrases and double meanings and stuff is incredible and like i feel like i don't have the brain capacity for that shit but i no, came, i mean you clearly do well i came up with this concept and i was just like right if ever i'm in a situation when i need to whack out one of these ones so people don't know I'm thick then uh, <laughs> then I'll do this and um yeah I love it man it always goes down well at gigs and stuff and uh, yeah, I once bet. I put the track to it it's uh, yeah it's one of my 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 favorite ones so that's it why is, I had it at the end it's um look it's it's a real treat that you've come down to perform this for us on word spoken um for everyone out there listen I'm sorry not listen watch the video that is going to be on IGTV and also on YouTube because you get to see this in video format and if you've ever seen Sarah perform live you might you might have seen this piece you'll know how well she performs it how amazing it is and as and as she said her her wordplay in this is just next level so <laughs> I'm so glad I kind of wanted you to do this one third <laughs> and then when you sent me the lineup I was like yes <laughs> um, yeah just because it's really great so look this is the third and final piece we're going to hear from Sarah we'll have a quick chat afterwards um and then that's going to be it but uh this is numbers by sarah callahan i've always been shit at maths born in 1991 numbers were never my back I couldn't grasp time, felt like it was slipping from me And I always messed up the hands, it felt like sand But 
Instead of seeping through my fingers, it seeped through my brain. I couldn't get it, the information I find it hard to retain. But numbers are everywhere. Not just on a clock face. Prison codes, date of births, passports and stock takes. The number of candles on a cake. Hours left you spent counting down of your workday. Bids going up on eBay, payday. Time controls our movements and even out the seasons change. It's everywhere. It goes too fast when you want it to go in slow motion. And it stands still when we wish you could be driven away. As fast as Lewis Hamilton in the McLaren. These moments keep ticking on. I've always been shit at maths. Teachers took the piss and were deliberately obtuse. Just cause I couldn't understand the use of shapes I'm sorry but exterior angles never impressed me as much as what's inside our bodies This case is 60% water anyway Equations haven't fixed mental health, have they? People's symmetry is parallel until there's a solution How can you tell that the process has been made? The male suicide rate is 75% I don't swallow those numbers well my workings out always seem to be wrong However much I try and edit the spreadsheet in Excel House prices worse down unless you're rich Counting commas in your bank accounts Won't fix the bridge in your nose From all the coke sniffed up it One G's, two G's Rolled up in bank notes Then pink fifties Leave me leaning diagonal when they get pulled out I wish I was good at numbers now But I've always been shit at maths Until the day you left me Seven weeks, 49 days, eight hours and counting Mind splitting to fractions, they're top heavy Some days I feel like I'm drowning Gravity spiralling and every time I try to get a grasp on why You're the common denominator Sick of numbers Dates, facts and figures We couldn't go the distance I was in my prime but a multiple of reasons had us hit Calculator smash because we couldn't work out the value of our love I guess it wasn't enough, I cried parallel tears A date frozen in time to go along with the other significant moments that join up throughout your hundred years maximum on this earth. From birth, your days are numbered to make them count. I'll always be shit math. But adding up the reasons why to get out of bed each morning shouldn't be a chore, it's a blessing. Round everything up. Take your time to figure out the answers, there's no rush. Good friends are rarities, so you make sure you remember their birthdays when they roll round. Get a takeaway and divide it out. It's 2019, ask that girl for her digits. Grab every moment with two hands, don't let it slip, your beauty is limitless. I estimate stars in your future and sunshine in your dreams. To sum it up in one piece, it's sort of hard to achieve, but believe me, you don't need to be good at numbers to see that we are all kings and queens. You don't need the answers, keep them in the back of the book, because look, numbers are infinite, we all need some, but let's not pretend. I said, numbers are infinite, we all need some, but let's not pretend. You know, everything works itself out in the end. was numbers by sarah callahan that is that is a gorgeous piece Thank that's you. so nice one of my favorite lines in that one that kind of picked out with me is your since birth your days are numbers so make them count mm. oh mm. oh yeah <laughs> that is that is one of those lines uh and i kind of mean this in a in a nice way it's one of those lines that's so simple it's almost hard to write mm. like um we had this conversation with benny bruce uh on a few episodes back about george about george the poet's style less and is more, how man. less is more for sure yeah i used to, i used to get really like embarrassed about that because when i went boxed in so um obviously predominantly black um mm. and they're all talking about like some like really serious like black issues and racism and talking about their ancestors and stuff like that and it's like beautiful pieces and, I'm, and I'm, like in such depth and so eloquently in like the use of language and i'm sitting there like fucking hell man i've just got a poem about being like heartbroken <laughs> or like a li- like depressed and um i used to feel very self-conscious i said it to sean one time i said oh i don't want to go on man he's like what are you talking about i said I'm I'm not like these lot. Like I'm mm. I'm so shit. Like what what? How is what I've got to say mean? Any it doesn't mean anything. Like it's just. And he was like Sarah, but you're doing something that none of these lot are doing. You are just you're just being yourself and just going and talking from the heart. And that's what people want in it. So I was after that. Like Sean doesn't understand how much that comment has meant to me and actually led me to stand in my own you know, stand in my own and be like, do you know what? Boom, I'm just going to do what I want to do and say what I want to say. And like you said, like listen to George's poet. I'm like, why am I fucking bothered about this person that's doing all this shit when it's just like, he's 
just talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. just talking, and and he makes it rhyme, and the and just his flow and his voice is, and then the music. It's just like it's it's all the other elements, and I think people just bind the product of you in it. It's like obviously the words are important, it's poetry, but it's it's what are you trying to say? And yeah. like you said, sometimes you don't need to fucking because sometimes you can get lost in the language. You know, like Russell Brand, he says saying, and he uses all these big words. I'm like, bruv. What the fuck? Like, you could just say, I'm going to the shops. And he just says it in some mad, convoluted <laughs> way. And I'm like, you know what I mean? So it's... Um, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it, it, it works for me, so I'm it, but, but it's... But less is more, like mm. 100%. But yeah, it is... I think it shows real skill uh, to do that, right? Because oh, um I don't think so. <laughs> no, honestly. No, honestly, it does. Well, no, because less can sometimes be less. Yeah. If it's If it's not... If it's not clever you know mm-hmm. if you kind of see what i mean so yeah look that that numbers piece is really really amazing Thanks, cheers. um it's yeah it's so cool so thank you for blessing us with that um now we're kind of moving on to the last couple of questions uh time is flying by what i want to ask you about is uh what we we kind of t- touched upon this but what are your plans going forward for your spoken word i i I kind of assume, obviously, with this EP out, you want people tuning in to that. Oh, for sure, yeah. Um, but what are your plans going forward uh, at this kind of stage um, f- for next year? Well, I'm just going to still be gigging a lot, writing a lot. Um, yeah. I'm taking, um, it's my 10-year anniversary in comedy, so I'm taking a big show uh, back up to the Edinburgh Fringe. So I'm actually concentrating a lot on comedy uh, next year, and I mm. really have to put all my focus into that. So... Poetry-wise, in terms of just trying to push the album, not much, to be fair. Although I do want to do a mini tour of the EP, like a show, like one show in Birmingham, one show in Bristol, one show in Liverpool, one show in Manchester, London. Um, Just like a really like small sort of low-key tour. Um, That's the only plan I have in my head at the moment. But saying that, I I have these sort of... uh, epiphanies and shit every day where I'm just like, oh yeah I'm gonna do that and like I'm so impulsive you know what I mean I'm just like, oh I'll do that or that so you know if we chat again in maybe March <laughs> it might be a different story in it but like um, another EP out four <laughs> yeah. books on the way yeah, yeah. merchandise in it so uh <laughs> so at the moment at the moment nothing but yeah possibly a tour and yeah just still just gigging man and writing a lot and trying to hit up as many nights as I possibly can in my free time yeah yeah I mean it's, look you are so hard working it's actually like mental <laughs> like you. if if um actually yeah let's let's do this where, where can people follow you on instagram if they're not already my instagram is at s callahan one because on there you, you you kind of often post what you've got coming up right yeah um as in law you're like month ahead mm. and I'm, i i kind of see it and i'm like yeah. must be knackering like yeah. you got so much it's, well, it's wicked though it's, yeah. that must be a really great feeling right? it is well, it's my job in it so I think You're it's really it, I have to hustle because I've got money I've got to pay my fucking rent and shit yeah. so um, so yeah it, I think that's the thing where a lot of people um, when they hold down a normal job and then they do creative stuff and they really want to pursue it and they're like oh I, I don't know what, I'm just like just do it take the risk because you taking the risk and having the financial job yes the first year maybe two years is really hard but it makes you work harder because you have no other choice. Yeah. Like I have no plan B in it. Like this is what I do. I have to earn money in it. So uh, that's why I'm so busy and it's great and it, and it's fun and I'm very creatively stimulated in the minute. But yeah, it's not even like a braggy thing. Like when I put up the post, but I'm just like, you want to come see me? Like, <laughs> I'm all over the gaff. Like come see me in it. <laughs> Yeah. Do you, so do you, when, when you kind of go around, so, so, so you said you're wanting to do like a, um, a, like a mini tour with mm. your e. EP. So I guess because of your comedy, you're you're pretty well known across the whole country, really. So you can kind of just say, "Look, I'm coming up and doing my poetry. Come along!" And like, mm, I mean, people are going to be there. Well, hopefully, that I don't know. Wicked. It's 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 hard like, in terms of venues. Like, like, there's so many venues that I could reach out to, but then a lot of them don't um, accommodate the spoken word thing. Like really? if they're known comedy clubs or whatever, they only do that. I did it before, like when I was trying to find a venue for the launch. I reached out to this club that I play a lot and they were like, mm, we don't really do that. And I'm like, but it's just an stage event. Stage and a mic. <laughs> it's a stage and a mic. I'm bringing the audience. I, I don't understand. Like, it doesn't, why have you got to use this room purely for comedy? I don't get it. I so that. Yeah, yeah. So, I'd, um, so I, I'm, I'm not sure how, how it would go. I'm not, I'm not going to be arrogant to say, oh, if I put on a tour, then it's going to fucking sell out in like Birmingham. No, but yeah. But I mean, uh, we'll see. I mean, I don't know. We'll see. But, but I guess that's something of, of an advantage you have against other people who are, only into poetry right mm. you've got that kind of 
existing fan base who have already kind of seen your stuff. Yeah, yeah. So look, I'm so excited to see where the next year takes you. Thank um, you, you've, man. Me you've, too. you've done a lot in this year. <laughs> um, congrats on this EP. It's Thanks, really, man. really amazing. Am I right? It's out everywhere, right? People All can get platforms. It on... It's on about 20 different platforms. So yeah, <laughs> there's no excuse. Sarah Download and stream Callahan, it. Jacob's Ladder. Search yeah. it up. Also, I think it's one thing. You've been like pinning up this like the album cover like, oh, yeah. all over the tube. <laughs> what are you doing? You're a vandal. <laughs> do you know what though? Actually, that, that, that must be so fun. Oh, do you know? Shout out to Broken Pen because, and uh, Rebel Simpson. They are the two guys that I've seen do it when they released music. They got these stickers printed and just plastered them everywhere. Like, on the steps of Tooting Beck as well. I remember seeing uh, yeah. Rebel Simpson and I bumped into him at a gig and I was like, bro, I see your sticker every fucking day. <laughs> Um, so they, they, I, I must say it wasn't my original idea. I copied there, <laughs> but it's been sick because every gig I did, I would like give out stickers. I'm like, everyone just like stick them up everywhere, all over London. And then people were tagging me like in where oh, they stuck them up. That's mm. a good idea. Right. Mm. So I'm, I'm asking you mainly because word spoken stickers have arrived today. Oh, yes. And I'm I pleased love to stickers. say you're going to be going home with one. Oh, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, right. Uh, but maybe that, maybe that's a good idea. You, you, Give them out and then get everyone to tap. I haven't thought yeah, about yeah. that. And do you know what? It's so mad because even though, you know, we're all adults, whatever, people like stickers. <laughs> yeah. They like merch. They like being able to go away with something. So it's like when you give someone a sticker, they're like, oh, thanks. Like, I'm not joking. Like, I, I, I did a comic run. So I, um, I was doing this gig in Edinburgh, pulled my bag out, loaded the stickers fell out. And this comic was like, uh, what are they? And I said, oh, they're just um, stickers from my EP. Like I give them out to people. And she was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> and I'm like, mate, are you serious? <laughs> Like, you're probably the one in a million, like, trust me. And then another comic came in, and then he asked the same question. I was like, oh, and she was just standing there like that. And uh, I was like, do you want one? He was like, yeah. You know what I mean? I was like, yeah, man. <laughs> Fuck you, innit? Everyone loves stickers. So, uh, and then and also it means people do your job for you, innit? So yeah. Give me a couple, I'll stick them up. That sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, well, Wicked, look, thank you so much for coming down to Word, Word Spoken. Thanks this episode has me. been an absolute blessing. Your work is so powerful. The music you've sourced for your tracks is 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 wicked. It sounds really nice. It blends beautifully with your work. Um, so, yeah, I'm just really honoured that you that, that you came down, oh, honestly. Thanks for having me, man. Like, genuine, <laughs> like, fan. Um, so, look, thank you very much. Um, yeah, so S. Callahan 1. S- yeah, S. Callahan 1. Make sure you follow that up. Um, make sure you go and check out the EP honestly it's an absolute banger um, and yeah thank you very much that's that's pretty much it we will see you all next week cheers cheers <laughs>